I'm Phil Hopton. And I'm Ollie Cadell. And you're listening to the Practice Evolution podcast brought to you by Waters Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK. In this podcast series, we talk to industry leaders, influencers, fellow accountants and technology experts to address key issues impacting you, the accountant, as you continue to evolve your practice and adapt to the ever-changing needs of both your teams and your clients. This episode is part of a series of episodes we recorded live at Accountex 2023 as part of our Practice Evolution Theatre. Across the two days, we spoke to a host of amazing guests around a wide range of interesting and challenging topics. So, Ollie, what is this episode about? Well, it breaks my heart to say it, Phil, but this is the last of the Accountex sessions that we're going to put out and what a joy it was to record them on stand in the first place. But it is a good one to go out on. We're covering tech stacks, needle in a tech stack, as we call the session. It's my favorite title of them all. And with Phil to discuss this is John Toon from Beaver and Struthers and Julie Sinsbury from More South. Yeah, two of our uh, two of our favorite guests. Julie also DJed on the boat for us at Accountex. John has been on our podcast previously. So um, always a favourite to get on there. And let's be honest, um, always a couple of people uh, that aren't afraid to uh, have some interesting opinions uh, about what's happening in the marketplace. So this really is a must-listen episode, uh, our last episode from Accountex. Uh, So enjoy. And look, I've said it, a few times through these Accountex episodes, but there is background noise. It was recorded live at an event with a record-breaking 10,000 people. So please uh, still listen to the uh, listen to the podcast because it's fantastic content. Uh, and over to my chat, sadly for the last time uh, on our Accountex episodes, uh, and this time with Julie and John. It works. It's great, isn't it? It's like you can actually hear yourself think, which is... I know. Well, I've done this before where you've had people talking to you and you're like, I can't. I'm having to look rude. Yeah, I can't, not... <laughs> I can't make out a single thing that you're saying because it's so goddamn loud. Yeah, and then when you get Brad Burton going on at 12 o'clock... Screaming and lit- at you. Yeah, literally, like, everyone is just going, it's so loud. And I'm just out going, I'm in harmony. I want to walk around the whole event with these on. I mean... This front row is quite intimate, isn't it? The front row is very intimate. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yesterday, we had, for one of our sessions, we literally had like a full house plus, and everyone was on the front row. And I was sat here like, because I'm like quite dynamic. When quite I, gangly. Yeah, gangly, <laughs> dynamic. Like, so I'm like this, and I, I, like, I had to be really cautious that I wasn't booting people Get in the really leg. really enthusiastic and just gin somebody yeah, accidentally. <laughs> you could knock someone clean out with this, right? By the way, this is the level of conversation you're going to be getting um, in this session, so welcome. We could just continue this the whole time. This I think that would be fine. We're yeah. literally just yeah. going to be talking about... Um, and we've got the we've got the headset set to blue as well, so that's good. <laughs> it's very on brand, very on brand. It's very good, isn't it? It's like we, we do try. So, so look, everyone, if you... Um, I, I, always, I did this earlier. I was like, everyone, if you'd like to put your headphones on, and I'm like, the challenge is they won't hear me if they haven't got their headphones on. So, like, I've There's got to be a joke in there somewhere about chicken and egg and accountants. Yeah, yeah there? there really has. I, I, I've definitely failed in the first instance on that one. So, look, welcome to the Practice Evolution Theatre on the Walters Clue stand for Accountex 2023. Um, this is my sixth Accountex, and it's the first time I've ever done a silent disco. So, yeah, I'm quite enjoying this, actually. It's quite nice. Um, I'm... That wasn't oh, us. That was loud, wasn't uh, it? That was, that, someone's eardrums just <laughs> went after <laughs> that one. Somebody's brought a whale. <laughs> <laughs> 
was gonna I was gonna crack a joke there about a vendor who like bring everything, but yeah, I won't. Um, so look, this this session, um, I'm well. Firstly, I'm joined by two uh, awesome guests who, as you probably guessed, I know quite well. So you know, the, the I'm expecting this session to be a relaxed conversation. Um, so firstly, I'm jo joined by Julie Sinsbury from More. Uh, more self. So Julie, would you like to do a quick intro and tell people a little bit about you? A little bit about me. So I uh, head up the IT for More South, so we're part of the More Group um, and I'm uh, in charge of the five of our southern offices and I deal with quite a bit of our internal tech and also support our team to deliver services to our clients as well. Excellent. Well, welcome Julie. Um, I'm just going to this, this joke won't work on the uh, on the podcast recording, but I'm just picking up my water bottle lid. Uh, you know, there you go. Uh, I'm also joined by John Toon from Beaver and Struthers. So, John, do you want to do like anyone doesn't know? Like <laughs> you, you and yeah. me, you and me are like like two of the, the fixtures of this place. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was accused of. Someone came up to me yesterday and said I didn't actually think you were real, John. Uh, <laughs> like I, I actually thought, well, you're, you're just catfish people on LinkedIn. That's literally what it is. Uh, so I'm I'm John Toon. I I work for Beaver and Struthers. Uh, head up our tech strategy for the firm. So that basically means uh, I've got a fancy title uh, that means I get to spend time at events like this and go looking for the latest, greatest technology, how we can improve ourselves, be, be more efficient. And then I also head up our team that does the systems advisory work for our clients. So that's um, you know implementing everything from stuff like Zero to, to some of the products that you see around us like iPlicit and NextLedger and other things, uh, and just helping our businesses, uh, our business clients to be more effective at what they do. Nice, and our session title um, is creatively called Needle in the Tech Stack, which I think came from Julie, right? I think that might have been my that idea. Was. A little, little bit of brainstorming there. Striving for integration, but I guess ultimately, you know, we're gonna cover off a load of different subjects around this whole tech piece and, and integrations, because for me, it's such a key conversation, such a key challenge. And one of the things I, I've learned in my time in this industry, and I'm sure you two will, will, will appreciate the same, is that it's so weird working in businesses or working with businesses that have such an unintegrated selection of stuff. It's like, like it's I, I, best way I can equate it is my daughter's toy box, which has a bit of Lego, a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that, and you're like, but none of it works together. How does it work together? And she goes, it doesn't, it doesn't. That's where she gets Barbie on the Tyrannosaurus Wex riding a digger. And she's perfectly happy about the whole thing. As yeah. Long as she's not going to present it to anyone. No, my OCD just can't cope with that, though. I walk in and see Barbie on a Tyrannosaurus, and I'm like, but they're different generations. And I think, uh, as a pr practice, I've actually inherited, um, I've been very lucky to inherit a system where we have used, this is not a plug, the Walters Kluwer suite for our accounts and our tax, our practice management, document management, and with the one-click in the cloud suite. So for us, it's actually never been something we've had to work particularly hard at to get the integration side of it right. So for us, the other priorities of the business were then job management, making sure that our other systems were, were smoothly um, integrated. So now we've brought in Zero and um, QuickBooks. It's how can we add in that kind of rich client data and then report on that along with our practice management data and our accounts data. So for us, we're sort of starting at the other end of the, of the scale. 
Um, but I think you've had a really different experience at, at Beavers, haven't you? It's been really different priorities for your firm. Are, are you teaming up to bash CCH? Is that what you're doing? Um, you know, we, we don't use the suite, uh, although we do use, do use some of the products. And um, you know, our approach has always been as a firm to take best of breed approach to products. So we, we try not to buy suites because the problem with suites, in my opinion, is that you end up with some really good products, but some really average products alongside them. And although you do benefit from potentially better integration, you also compromise with, with the quality of the, some of the products that are in, inherent with that. Um, but, but taking that best of breed approach then creates its own challenges because you're then working with products that are coming from different vendors that are not necessarily interoperable, particularly the desktop uh, server-based ones because of the way that they're, they're set up and you know the history that goes with it. Uh, and then, of course, you've got to add into the mix the whole plethora of cloud apps and cloud products that we're starting to move to. And, and we're moving to those with both our clients, but also internally in terms of, you know, we've got a cloud HR system, for example, uh, that comes from comes from another vendor. And uh, it doesn't integrate with anything. And it's really frustrating. Our payroll's on another vendor, and that doesn't integrate with our HR system. So there are challenges around how you make those things work within your business as well as for your clients' businesses. Um, and, and so the approach that we've started to go down is a, is a, a path of um, you know, using data integration uh, specialists to help us to uh, start to line up some of those products. And, and, the, and again, the challenge with that is it's cost. You know, cost of time really in terms of we don't have the expertise in-house, so we're having to outsource it. You know, get consultants involved with that and, and, and do that our own way. Yeah, it's two, two very different approaches, two very different challenges, right? But I think ultimately you've, you've both got. We had a fascinating conversation yesterday um, with Anoop from Haynes Watts. And Anoop was talking about the, the different challenges around vendors and different service levels and how some vendors, when he came into the market, were, you know, you, you were their best friends and you get all the love and support. And then as those apps and software have evolved, it becomes far more problematic. Now, for Julie, you've got, you've got quite a lot of your core products are with one account manager and they look after that. John, your products are split along multiple account managers, right? Yeah. How does that work? Because that's obviously, for you, John, that's a far more complex way of, of managing different products and managing different relationships. There's a lot more relationships that maybe Julie has to manage with, with like a load of the core products sitting in one place. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it does come with its challenges, but I think for, for me, it's really just about building relationships with the people. So, um, you know, we have to have those good quality relationships so that we can have honest discourse with them about what we do and don't like about the products and where the direction of those products is going to and the challenges that we face with integration as well so that, you know, they can help us because they obviously talk to other other accountancy firms as well and can give us insight into, into what's going on. I mean... I, for me, it's not much of a challenge because you know, it means more party invites, right? <laughs> yeah, to a degree. But I guess you know we're all accountants who probably come from a portfolio management background anyway. So dealing with, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, 60 people plus in different organisations isn't really a challenge because we've been doing that most of our lives. The flip side of this now is that we're doing it in a sort of a slightly different business relationship way. But um, it's really just the same kind of thing. It's managing relationships and 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 you know. It's just the shoes on the other foot, I guess, in terms of where the customer this time around rather than us managing and serving the customer ourselves. And I think even that's starting to shift now. I think the way the vendors deal with accountants is starting to change. We're actually, they're looking for a much more of a two-way street. Most vendors. Most vendors. Most, most vendors. vendors. Naming any names, John? I, I could do. I mean, it depends <laughs> on how much editing Phil wants to do later on. <laughs> Let's skip on. 
<laughs> and I, I think actually the, the relationship that you have with the vendors is quite a key thing now because the product that you've got with them now is actually unlikely to be the same product that you've got with them in three years' time because things are moving so swiftly. So as long as you can have those conversations and be quite open about where the product is going, if, if your values are aligned and your goals are aligned with their strategy and you can work together as a team and you can give them feedback and shape it, I think you, you, you're in a really good position. And with things being... Um, now moving into more integrations where the vendors are now more willing to work with each other to integrate things. I think it's, it's, it's actually less important the software that you've got, more important with what kind of data are you trying to record, how can you record that, and then actually a lot of things do very similar things. So it's, there's, there's not so much opportunity to make a really damning choice that you're going to be stuck with over three years. So if you can, if you can find the product that's going to work reasonably well for what you need at the moment, and have a good relationship with the vendor, it just led you a really good course. So one question, I just want to dive deep into that vendor bit just for a second. I know it takes us slightly off track, but how does that, how do you manage that when, because like we joke, every year we joke at Accountex, we walk around, we go, oh, you're in this t-shirt this year, and you're in this t-shirt this year, and you're in this t-shirt this year, right? And people move around, and it's quite a fluid space, I think it's fair to say. How do you manage that constant evolution in that relationship because relationships are people-based right they're not normally business-based they're normally people-based how do you manage it as that relationship evolves and people move on and sometimes you go back to stays you have to go back to the beginning uh, i mean i think for me it's fairly easy it's it's, it's linkedin phone calls and beer those are the three essential things beers for you it's the beer solves all right <laughs> yeah, yeah and you're uh, right it's, it's, a, it's a great way to get to know people but you know i mean you, you're right people do move on you're particularly on the sales side of businesses um uh but that just for me that just creates opportunities because you know if, if you've got someone that's moving from you know maybe a particularly established product that you've got a really good relationship elsewhere with but then moving to something really new and innovative that just creates an opportunity for the practice in terms of adopting a new technology without actually having to get over that threshold of establishing a new relationship with somebody that maybe you don't know and would have to come to an event like this to, to meet uh, and, and spend time with. So it, it's, it's generally an opportunity. I mean, obviously, it works the other way because if they move to a product that you maybe you've already looked at and, and have dismissed or don't want to use, for example, that, that, that creates a, a flip side challenge. But again, for me, that's a great opportunity for just continuing that con conversation with them in terms of, you know, you might have looked at that product, say, two years ago and said it's not right for me at the time but they've now moved there and you can go, well, actually, is it worth my time just having an hour's conversation, revisiting that product and maybe taking a different different view of it? Particularly, as Julie said, you know, technology is moving so quickly, particularly the SaaS products are, are you know, constantly updating every week pretty much with new features. And so that's, it's almost impossible to keep on top of that across the board. So a really interesting, really interesting point about, and I think we discussed this when we did our podcast initially, right? The idea of never taking that view of a piece of software as a snapshot in time. You, know, you, you review a piece of software today, it's not a photograph, right? It's, it's actually something that evolves and changes. And, and, what, and I can think of loads of software that starts off as one thing and actually pivots and ends up as something completely different. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I, think, I think that view, 
I think that view of just revisiting your practice software or your client's business software, you know, once every 10 years, that's very much kind of like the old school on-prem, you know, basically CCH, Digital Sage, Iris approach of, well, it's too, it's too much of a faff to change and I don't want to do this. And actually the reality is, is all of these suites do essentially the same thing, just with different buttons and different colors. And, and, and that's not being sort of too disingenuous, but that, that, is, that is effectively the reality. Um, but, but yeah, with the SaaS world and that acceleration of things, is like you're, you're absolutely right. When you look at a product to begin with, particularly if it's new, right, is, is that it, it may look and feel so differently. You know, we see products that start out in one guise and then have a huge overhaul of, say, like the UI and UX or how it looks and feels. Uh, and that can transform the way that that product operates. And, and you know, that, that doesn't happen overnight, but it, you know, if, you're, if you're only looking at products every three or four years, then that's not enough. So we have a policy internally for looking, after, looking at um, all of our technology providers that we use, uh, and we do that on an annual basis in terms of we reappraise them and benchmark them against other products in the market. And then in terms of other products that we may well use or, or consider with, with clients, it's these kind of events that are really helpful for us just to keep up to, up to date and you know, spending five minutes or 10 minutes on a stand just having another look at a product that you've maybe not seen for 12 months or so is a really great way of keeping up to date. How about for you, Julie? What's um, kind of your policy in terms of kind of analyzing software, reviewing what you use, and, and kind of generally the overview of, of how the technology is implemented in more? So, um, again, our perspective is quite different because we've done quite a bit of internal development before. So we've, we've um, developed our own add-ins into, into the, the software suite. So we, we tend to look at it as to what can we, what can we get off the shelf? What can, we, what can we use in the stuff we've already got? That's where we always start. Are we making the best use of what we've already got? Uh, then can we get something that will do what we need that will integrate into what we've got? And if we can't do that, then we'll even consider building it internally. But that raises its own challenges now, particularly where we're moving into cloud products and, and just the, the rich environment that you can get around it so you can then bolt things into Power Automate. So actually the benefit we're getting building our own um, tech now is much less than it used to be because you don't then get the lovely rich environment that goes around it that you can get with the, the off-the-shelf products. So, so yeah, it's, it's constantly looking and not being closed off to ideas. I, I think the other thing as well, just, just to add to that, is that if you're not revisiting what you're using either internally or with clients on a, on a fairly regular basis. It doesn't have to be every year, it could be every two years or whatever works for you in terms of the cadence of doing that. How do you know whether or not what you're using is actually as good as it should be in terms of you know the latest technology, the ease of use, the interaction with your clients and things? Uh, and for me, that's fundamentally important. And we, use, we do use that appraisal process to basically bash our suppliers sometimes and say, look, these guys over here have developed this and this would be great. And actually, it's probably not a tipping point for us in terms of making a decision to transfer to another product. But if they keep, the, they keep up that rate of innovation or that improvement in the product, yes, we will change. And actually, particularly when you're dealing with SaaS products now, the, the, the ease and the, uh, uh, and the ability to change and switch between products is actually so low, it's unbelievable. You know, it's not like the bad old days of having on-prem solutions where you need a, you know, someone to help you deal with the data over six months just to get it out of one system and into another. You know, you can literally flip from some systems, you know, in less than a few hours. Um, and, and, that, and that's both a, a challenge and a risk for the vendors in the market, but it's also an opportunity for us as, as users. Just to add a point, sorry, but, but also not feeling like you have to change. I think that's um, something that we've realized over the last few years. <laughs> just laughing, laughing. They can't be too static. You've got to say where what's going on. But 
actually what you're using at the moment might be working fine for you. And just because other accountancy firms are choosing to jump to a new shiny product, actually that might not be right for what you're doing with your practice. So I think just being open to, yes, we've spent some time scoping this out. Yes, there's some software that would be great, but actually it's not for us right now. So we're just going to park it keep the relationship that we've been building with the with the vendor and then pick it up again in nine months and that's that's not a failure to implement something it's a choice that actually what you're doing now is right for what you want to achieve at that point in time yeah I think that's a I think it's a really interesting point so look I always think that software in this industry has gone through evolution right so we, we started off with desktop and discs you know remember discs genuinely genuinely I found an old copy of Sage Line 50 um, about six months ago, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and where do I put it? It doesn't go into my Mac anywhere. Um, and then, of course, like Zero and the cloud providers came along, QuickBooks, and we, we kind of evolved into this kind of cloud. And, and cloud kind of evolved into SaaS and this much more dynamic structure. For me, I wonder, is integration and a kind of an opening up of the market so people can work together more and be a kind of a more broader, like make people can make their solutions more broader by working better and closer and more intimately with other software. Is that the next evolution of what you see as technology going or do you see something different? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do, uh, but I don't think it's new, right? So, you know, you mentioned things like uh, Zero and things and one of the reasons that Zero was so successful here in the UK and Australia and in other places was around this building up of an ecosystem of apps to fill in the gaps where you know they were never going to build the feature sets that were required for a stock management business, for example. Um, and uh, you know that that is what people now expect, right? You know when you when you um, you know when you open your phone up and you go to a website, more often than not, it's trying to push you into an app that's integrated into something else. When you take a picture on your phone and it gets uploaded into iCloud or Google Drive or whatever it is, you know, that's just an integration, but you don't think about it because it's natural and it just happens seamlessly. Uh, and that's the issue for, for accounting practices at the moment, that, that transition and moving between products is, is quite clunky in some instances. Um, and as we transition to cloud and open APIs, that's an opportunity for us. But then again, it's only an opportunity if you've got the skill set to be able to utilize those. You know, I remember five or six years ago when you were talking to app vendors in places like this, we were all telling you how great it was that they got an open API. Well, if you're not a developer, it's bugger all use that. You can't do anything with it uh, other than tell, you know, be very proud about your open API. Um, and, and unless you know, unless things like Zapier or Power Automate or other things then plug into those APIs to make that a little bit easier, so you've got a low-code solution to, to basically do the developing for you, then you still got you still don't have that much power in terms of integration. The, the challenge for vendors, of course, on the flip side of that is that you know, as much as we want sort of native integrations with all of these products, there's just so many out there is it's almost impossible to start. And you see that challenge in the bottom end of the market in terms of like products that probably, you know, to a degree challenge, you know, CCH and the likes in terms of, you know, uh, you know Centre or Accountancy Manager or others, you know, trying to figure out what products should we build into and where do our customers and our market leaders in that respect. But you can't, you can't sort of sit back and say, well, there's 800 products out there that I need to integrate with and we'll do it over the next three years and not, not release them incrementally that's impossible. But that's, that's the frustration though, right? Because we're all doing broadly the same thing. So we've all got a client database. We've all got a contact database. We've, we're all doing tax. We're all doing accounts. There are core bits of data that are the same across all of the products in the industry. So there, there isn't a variation in it. And the fact that we've also got some central governing bodies 
that could help drive, create a framework for the vendors. And I, and I think actually there are more discussions around that kind of thing now, but that's, that would be the ideal in my view, that actually all of the vendors are able to create products that integrate on a very base level with each other. And then you could, it, it becomes your choice then as to what you want to buy and bolt on through functionality, not just because that's the only product that will integrate with everything else that you have. And I think the more, the more voices there are, the more curiosity there is around merging these, these kind of technologies, I think we can start to steer um, the ICAW, for instance, and HMRC to, to put some guidelines in place for it. And I, I think there's another challenge around integration is that, you know, Integration is a word that's used a lot, and actually it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. I mean, I've, I've spoken to products before who said, oh, we've got an integration with such and such. And then when you dig into it, actually, it's an import-export exercise using CSVs. That's not an integration. That's a manual process. Um, and then, of course, once you get into the API world, you know, the quality of APIs across different products is, is variable. Um, you know, having access to things that are sitting in SQL databases can be massively variable. Um, and, and then also, you know, integrations sometimes can be one way when actually you want them two-way, for example. And, and there is there's huge variability. And that, that's a real challenge to assess because if, if you go to a stand today and someone says, yeah, we've got an integration with this, well, you know, do, do you feel comfortable or qualified enough to go into that deeply and sort of say, right, well, is that is that a proper integration? Is it one way? Is it two way? How does the API work? What are you integrating with? Are you integrating all the fields through some of the fields, half the fields, one of the fields? It's, 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 it's massively complex. And I think the challenge is that you've got to assess how your workflow works in your practice to then see whether that, that integration really maps to your workflow. And, and But also on the flip side of that, be conscious that sometimes you need to remap your workflows for an integration that works because it's replacing something that was manual. Interesting. I think we could probably talk about this for most of the rest of the afternoon at Caltech. I'm sure everyone's got other stuff to go to. So we'll come to questions in a second. I want to ask one kind of quick fire question to you both. Um, what is the piece of technology, either in, turn, in accountancy or not, right? We can keep it broad. But what is the piece of technology that you could not live without? So Julie, let's go to you first. I'm glad you picked me because I've got a suspicion that John might pick the same thing, which is um, Waze. <laughs> ah, okay. Interesting. So there, this has generally come off the back of me not being able to find my way home after an accounting after party after many of these events. But um, I just I think Waze is a is a fantastic tool. It's you've got you've got the ones that are inbred with your phone, haven't you? But it just it's so simple to use. The interface is great. Lisa's laughing at me because she was one of the ones I led astray as I was wandering around after ZeroCon. Um, but simple simple bits of tech like that that focus on one niche specialist area and work really well. Brilliant, and that for me—that's always on my iPhone. First thing I download every time. I mean, just to add to that, I mean, because you have stolen my thunder, but uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the power of Waze, right, is that um, you know, it's taken something that's really simple, like navigating around. You know, we've got Google Maps, and you had you know, TomTom, and all that kind of stuff. But actually, what what was powerful about that was the crowdsourcing of information and data, and allowing people to record things in real time and report on traffic jams and accidents, and, and you know, and, and Roadworks and whatever, and, and and that was the real power of what Waze did. That's why Google bought them, you know, that, that because they 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 were effectively using Google Maps but enhancing it and making it better. Um, I guess in terms of like the the one technology that I could live not not live without. Uh, oh, I don't. Know. This is a really difficult one, isn't it? Um, I I guess for me at the 
for me at the moment, uh, yeah, WhatsApp probably because it's the only thing that helps me coordinate getting to all the bloody parties and things. And, the, uh, and, and hundreds and, of people that keep asking me, "What's going on, John? Where are you? Where, where's the good party at?" Where, you know, is, and, is it... and, and may I say, you did a fantastic job of organising a Caltax this year, um, <laughs> mostly via WhatsApp. So anyone that didn't know, there was a an axe throwing event the night before Caltax, which I think is an insane thing to do because you've got like comp competing vendors in one place with axes. I mean, what could possibly go wrong, right? Everyone loves showing, throwing sharpened you know, weapons at each other, don't they? <laughs> Let's hope no one still does their counting on their fingers because it's yeah. not going to happen after that. <laughs> so look, um, before we go to questions, one last, uh, two last things. Firstly, uh, please, uh, I've said this after every talk, please leave your headphones on the desk. Uh, I'm not joking, we have had people try to walk away with them. They are really expensive. Um, and it makes like the talks really hard when you don't have headphones. Um, second thing is, um, my colleague Viv, Wave Viv, Wave Viv, Viv. There you go, my colleague Viv has some cocktail tokens for our bar. So if you'd like to grab a drink after the uh, talk, please go to Viv. She will sort you out with a token. You can then go and get a free drink from our cocktail bar as a thank you for coming along to our talk. Are there any, we've got uh, probably time for one question. So has anyone got any burning questions they'd like to ask Julie or John before we move on? If not, that is also okay. Can I mention, so if anyone does ever want to reach out to collaborate on anything, so uh, John and I sit on a, a couple of panels and are members of a few groups, so if you do want to start feeding back to vendors and things and just talk to your fellow accountants, I think that's something I've quite enjoyed doing in the last couple of years and it's been really useful. Cooperation, that's what we called it, wasn't it? It is, Cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do give us a shout, connect on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's great. And also, look, I think I'm always a big fan of competitors, right? Like, we joke when we come to events like this that, the competitors are doing X, Y, and Z. But actually, if you're in a market where you have no competitors, you have nothing driving you to be better. And I think, actually, um, you know, the rising tide lifts everyone. And that's it for this episode of the Practice Evolution podcast, uh, recorded live from Accountex 2023. We had no idea if this experiment was going to work, but thankfully we've got some good quality audio out of it, and I really hope you've enjoyed listening to what our speakers on the stand had to say. You can find out more about Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK by visiting walterskluwer.co.uk or connecting with us on LinkedIn or following us on Twitter. Thanks as always to our guests for this episode. And in fact, thanks to everyone we spoke to at Accountex and who popped by the stand. Remember, as always, you can subscribe, rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening in on. See you next time. For more episodes of the Practice Evolution podcast. And I do just want to give a quick shout out because she's one of my favorite people and presumably one of your favorite people now as well, having heard her name so many times because you've listened to all these episodes. To the urban legend that is Viv, <laughs> who was very patiently on stand throughout the two days at Accountex giving out drinks tokens to all and sundry who came along to listen to our sessions, who promptly bolted to the bar as quickly as they could and formed a queue longer than a very long thing. I've gone a bit Blackadder with that. But, and she would love that. She's a big Blackadder fan. I know her. She loves old British comedy. Um, but she sadly left the business now. It was her parting gift to us to be doing that job at Accountex. She's gone off to travel South America and we're all very, very jealous indeed. But we miss you, Viv. Yeah, we do miss you. Thank you for all your hard work uh, across the two days uh, at Accountex. Safe travels. <laughs>